Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. You're putting me on. No, it's pronounced Frankenstein. Do you also say Froderick? No. Frederick. And the more the Grinch thought of this, oh Christmas sing, the more the Grinch thought, I must stop this whole thing. Why, for 53 years I put up with it now. I must stop Christmas from coming. But how? Then he got an idea. An awful idea. The Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea. Well, well, we meet again. Mr. English, what a pleasant surprise. I wondered when you might show up again. On the contrary, Miss Campbell. It's not I who keeps showing up. It's you. Do you like sushi? Oh, sushi. Oh, I practically live off the stuff. You might say the mysteries of the Orient are no mystery. Bueller? 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 Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? What kind of an example are we setting? Good morning, America. How are you? I am Rabbi Dave. And I am the good reverend, Friar Rod. So, can you be a reverend and a friar? I mean, obviously you are. Well, I am, yes. Uh, yeah, apparently. But, you know, I'm, I only play a reverend on, on stage, I guess, right now. So, what is this about? So, yesterday, uh, in the Manteca Bulletin, I don't know if it was yesterday. It was uh, the, the article day about, that. Article about the good friar starring on stage so well, it wasn't about me but yes i was in the see right there yes it was about him he's mentioned in the article therefore it's about him well actually rob cook is mentioned in the article <laughs> i was gonna bring that up but yeah so that, they, that 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 actually the the guy who did this the last time i was in a play at this church got my name wrong then too it's like he just it's it's such a cluster of errors in that article as to what the guy was there for. I'm like, okay, well, what else are they getting wrong? It's a small town paper. What do you want? Well, I mean, you ever see uh, what's the hot hot fuzz? The film no. Hot Fuzz. Oh my God, you've got to watch that with the newspaper reporter who gets every detail wrong. Okay, it's wonderful. So, it's so for the, the show itself good. It's is for the greater good, though. So. Yeah, yeah. The show itself, is it's called The Best Christmas Pageant Ever. And I guess there was a movie at some point about that and a book, but um, basically it's about these this small town um, the and these group of kids that you know, they don't have a father and they're, they're ransacking the town type of behavior end up going to church and wanting to try out because church church has potentially free food, candy, and stuff like that. They try out for a pageant and then cause chaos, and the reverend cancels Christmas. Oh and man, then, you get to you yeah. get to cancel Christmas. I do. I get to yell and cancel Christmas. It's so cool. He's the Grinch. 
and, and then the, uh, the, the kids, it turns out that the, there's one family that was invested in kind of helping <clears throat> discover that, you know, the kids really didn't mean bad and they really wanted to be in the play and ends up being, you know, they, they start the play again. They end up making it the best Christmas pageant ever. Of it course, was, you know, because otherwise you wouldn't have a play. <clears throat> yeah. Called the best Christmas pageant ever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of the, the non-romantic Hallmark style that, show. Ah, 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 ah. We're not mentioning that today. <clears throat> okay. I said non okay. Hallmark. We don't even want to, we don't even want to bring that up anymore. So apparently, uh, apparently that was negatively received. So, oh, okay. We got to stay away from that. What are you laughing about? It was negatively received. Yes. For folks who are in the Central Valley of California, where, when, and how do they get to see you? On stage. Tonight's the last performance. Oh, my God. It's like December 4th. Tonight's, it's, and it's a, it's a, uh, it's a 4 p.m. show? Hold on a second here. Well, it doesn't yeah, matter four, because this isn't going to be ready by then. So no, no one's going to see it. Well, folks, you had the chance to go see Rod on. Sorry, it's probably stage, sold out anyway. Yeah, you're not gonna. Too bad for the so sad. It, it's mostly children in this, so I mean, there's there's I think four adult roles, and the the people that I'm with, and this is you know, the church I do this at, Cornerstone. I'm going to go ahead and name it. They have a media arts type of program for children, a school for children that they run. And so the kids are, the kids are actually pretty talented. It's really cool. Um, they only do these adult shows every few years, you know, four or five years. And so where they allow adults to participate. So for me, it's just an outing, but the, uh, the people that are in that, some of them have not acted before have do, are doing a really good job. So it's actually, it's well, fun. There you go. So the big question is, is any of this going to be on TikTok? No. Well, actually, it could be. Um, I know it's on Instagram. See, if it was on TikTok, then we'd have something to talk about, because then we'd have to say, well, is it possibly unconstitutional? Because these children that are in this play might not be able to use TikTok, so how would they share it? So what benefit would it be to them? Which is what the state of Montana said. Yeah. You cannot have TikTok in Montana. They actually passed a law banning TikTok from the state of Montana. Now, you're a you're a software kind of guy. Oh yeah, is that even possible? Well, so I mean, I guess they could hold the ISPs, and you're gonna have to excuse me. I've got cruddy throat. The internet service providers, yes, they could mandate that they have to block the TikTok servers, and so that could technically be done. But there's this little thing called VPN that anyone can get and, and you can, you can connect to a VPN and into a different state in, in the country and all of a sudden you've got or a different country in the world or even a different country. And you got TikTok again, not suggesting you should do that, but I am saying that if you happen to have MLB TV, it comes in handy now and then it's, it's like taking a piece of tape in a, uh, Oh, I'm just drawing a blank. So when you um, sift like sand or something like that, if you mm. put a piece of tape in the bottom of the sifter, 
and then try and sift the sand, you're still going to sift the sand. It's not going to stop it. Well, and that's kind of my point, is that this legislature in Montana, which, by the way, is Republican-controlled, as as the New York Times has pointed out, they have to point out that it's Republican-controlled, even though... Technically illiterate. <laughs> even though there are Democrat-controlled legislatures who have also passed similar laws banning these particular social media apps. Now, the the idea here was apparently that they didn't want children under the age of 18 accessing these apps, quote, without parental permission, unquote. Does that work? No. Because even even Facebook, how how do they how do they get the information about the person who's signing up to determine that they are of age or not? Right, they put it in there. They rely upon the person to put it in there. Right. So what did what does any teenager do? I mean, you know, fake IDs aren't a thing, right, Dave? I mean, <laughs> now you're talking to the guy that was going to see R-rated movies when he was 15. So, well, yeah, yeah, well, same. I mean, same here. So it doesn't do anything. It's not going to stop. In fact, it's going to be, oh, really? You're going to block me from that? I'm going to do it anyway. So if it's not going to work, and even someone with the IQ of a vegan chicken knows that, why do these legislatures do this? I mean, I, I have an answer, but I want to I want to hear what you I'm, think. I'm going to say grandstanding for votes. Oh, look, see, we've done something. This is we've we've blocked the evil TikTok. Right even though everybody knows that they have. Yeah. So it, it becomes what what Sir Humphrey Appleby once described as activity. It's the substitute for achievement when it comes to actual politicians. It looks like, follow me here now, it makes them look like they look like they're looking like they're doing something about it without actually having done anything. They look like they look like they look like they're doing something. Right. Okay. Without actually having done anything. Sure. Because everybody with the IQ, again, of a vegan chicken looks at it and says, huh. But they've no. done something, Dave. They've collected a paycheck doing this. This is true. They did get paid for this. And oddly enough, so did the civil servants who drafted all this stuff and, and made mm-hmm. sure they were following the procedures and everything else to pass this idiotic law. Which harkens back to California some years ago somewhere in that 2012-2013 era, Mm -hmm. when then-State Senator Ted Lieu, who is now a congressman, introduced and got passed a bill to ban, quote, violent video games, unquote, from the state of California. Sure. And then, not only did he get this bill passed, he then demanded that the state of California actually spend millions... Of dollars, your tax dollars, for those of you in Mm -hmm. California at the time, to defend this idiotic law in front of the federal court system. Which, by the way, took a grand total of about eight seconds to say, yeah, you ever heard this First Amendment thing? This doesn't fly. And then he parlayed that into a career in, in Congress. Well, it's the same thing here. This, of course, this TikTok ban was challenged gone to the court system, and the court system looked at it and said, well, that probably violates the First Amendment, and yeah. put a hold on the bill. So now we're back to the argument about why do we vote for anybody? Every law they pass, the judges strike down. Well, I, 
to the point of that argument, I get it, except that when your legislatures are passing, there's a word for it, what is it? Oh, yeah, stupid laws. Mm-hmm. I'd be worried if the court didn't strike that down, wouldn't yeah. you? That would be. Because the Constitution is supposed to be the supreme law of the land, and the Constitution says Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech. Before you send me the email going, but Dave, Montana is not Congress. I know that. You know that. And Montana knows that. They also know that the First Amendment has been incorporated, meaning that the Bill of Rights applies to the states, which means that Montana shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech. So why do they do it? Did nobody stand up in that chamber and say, Ein Minute bitte, this is, this is stupid. We're passing a law that we know is going to lose in court. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Well, and cannot be enforced. Cannot be enforced. That's the other Absolutely thing. cannot be enforced. Are we so convinced? Are these politicians so convinced of the of the godly righteousness of their position that they pass bills like this, knowing full well? And yet, I have not found a single article. I've not found an op-ed. I've not found a letter to the editor saying, "Hey, dummies, you know you can't do this," and yet you did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Why? Why don't you have to pay personally out of pocket for this stupid court case that you caused? I I don't get it. No, I don't. I don't either. Now the real question is: the judge has put a temporary hold on this law sure. because he's a district court judge, and one of the things about district court judges, with the exception of the Ninth Circuit. District court judges don't really like to make decisions. They just sort of punt it, punt it to the next level. Yeah. There you go. So that's what he's done. But the question is, okay, let's say this gets to the circuit court level. Does the circuit court uphold this? Well, of course they do. Mm-hmm. Does the state of Montana appeal that then to the Supreme Court of the United States? I can't see them doing that. I don't know. That would be a, that would be a waste of time and money. It would be. Would the Supreme Court even hear the case? I don't think so. Presuming that the district court upheld it, or the circuit court upheld it, would the would the Supreme Court, could you get four justices to go, yeah, we should hear this? No. See, I would take the opposite approach. If I were a Supreme Court justice, I would say, yes, I want to hear this. You know why? Why? Because I want a 9-0 ruling to bitch slap these idiots down well, to, there you go. To, to nowhere. You guys ever heard of this thing called the First Amendment? It would be fun to hear the arguments in court. It too, would be. Actually. It would be. It would, yeah. it would be. I'm trying to find the transcript of the of the case to see what the argument that Montana makes is, because Montana's argument can't be. I mean, I'm sure it involves the children. Won't anybody sure. think of the children? Right? It's because bad for kids. That's got to be in there, and it's the 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 problem is the counter arguments aren't any better. Mm-mm. None of the counter arguments are, hey, the First Amendment. The counter arguments are that if you ban TikTok, you will cut off LGBT children from their 
from their communities. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm not making this up. In that's Montana? The, that's their argument. Yes. The argument is you'll cut off LGBT uh, children. Let's see. What else is it? That that uh, harmful, uh, let's see, aggressive, legally dubious, so forth and so on, inhibits, uh, cur- it could curb young people's access to sexual health information, inhibit their ability to organize protests, and cut them off from LGBTQ community. Come on, man. We're, we're not banning Google. They can still search that stuff. What do they need TikTok for that? Not well, that I'm I, I saying- agree, but... but- None of the arguments against this are, hey, dumbass, yeah. here's this document that we have that we passed back in 1791, and we've had a gazillion court cases, some of which have said, hey, this applies to the states too. And and you know that. Yeah. It was a 100 years ago that the First Amendment's right to protect free speech was incorporated, meaning it applies to the states. That was a 100 years ago. There's no way you can be a state legislator and not know that. And yet here you pass this law, right? Which well, but so who's who's defending this? Is it TikTok themselves? <clears throat> TikTok filed the suit, the injunction. Well, so that, that makes sense that they would do the LGBTQ stuff, that they wouldn't make it a First Amendment Well, no, case. but that's not their argument. That's oh, okay. That's the argument of civil rights groups who have joined into this, who are opposing social media laws in general. I don't know. I mean, I look at I look at my own family, my own son, and we've had this conversation about him being on social media. Mm-hmm. It's bad enough he's on YouTube, but he, yeah. he does, fortunately he has no interest in social media. And pretty much my son too. I, I think the reason that he doesn't like social media is because there's too many parents on social media, which is well, true. Yeah, that's pretty much Facebook now. Is yeah. it's really. The older people's app. Not that you can get anything useful on Facebook anyway, I've realized. No. No. A few weeks ago, I was bitching about, why wasn't there any news on Facebook? Because Facebook doesn't do news. Mm-hmm. I finally figured that out. Of course, it took, you know, six or seven of you emailing me at what the frock, or WTF at whatthefrock.org to tell me that. But, yeah. And I started looking at it and going, well, damn, they're right. There is no news here. Yeah. It's just fluff stuff. So I'm, I'm not even sure why I'm on Facebook, to be honest with you, except to Other promote than, the shows. I, well, promote shows and then keeping in touch with family, I think, is for me, right. family and friends. Well, see, we have a family group text, so uh-huh. it's which is funny because my sister will text memes and stuff mm-hmm. like at 1130 at night, our time, uh-huh. which is well after midnight, her time. Sure. And in the middle of Cammy trying to play games. So one of our one of our group texts a couple of weeks ago is me repeating what Cammy is saying to me about please stop texting me I'm trying to play a game to the entire family which lives in the Eastern Time Zone. Sure. So it was funny. Anyway, I'm certain that this law will be ruled unconstitutional. Now, if you're asking me whether I think TikTok is a communist Chinese spy app or not, that's a different question. Sure, that is. Yes, I think it is. The algorithms are, are definitely there to engineer social activity right. and behavior. So how do you combat that? How do we fix that problem? That's where I would say, you know, if you could if you could legislate some kind of disclosure as to how those work or something of that nature. Is the, or, I mean, if you really wanted to be, you know, 
draconian in a way, make sure there's a banner message when you log in. Hey, TikTok can be harmful for your health. I mean, they do it for foods, right? They do. They don't do it for social media, but they do do it for foods. Well, they could do it for social media. They could require eating, it. I was eating something yesterday. We were somewhere. And I don't remember where we were. I'm trying to think. Not a Debbie's Christmas cake. No, it was not a Debbie's Christmas cake. We went so, oh, it was the IHOP. We went to IHOP for lunch, brunch, whatever. Sure. And I noted that one of the things that I was eating had a Prop 65 warning on it. That's and funny. so I announced to the entire restaurant, oh, good. This could kill me, says the state of California. Oh, wait, I'm not in California. Never mind. So stupid. Did anyone anyway, respond? No. People kind of look at you funny because these are not Californians, so they don't no, understand they want, it. They, and they just want to eat. The They're idea there. of Prop 65 warnings on everything, including air and water, just sure. you know, bizarre yep. to them. So. so I guess the question is, how do we how do we deal with that? Because that's the real issue. Trump, President Trump, wanted to ban TikTok. Again, I go back to how do you have the First Amendment and ban TikTok? Where, it was just a grandstand, line? right? Well, again, it's activity. It's their substitute sure. for actual achievement. So they do that, but I don't know. And I'm, I'm even bothered more by these um, politicians who don't seem to understand that. It, it, it occurs to me that we more and more elect politicians who have no freaking clue what the actual job entails. They think or they they're don't going care. there. Well, yeah, you're right. They go they're there because there they think the... they're going to make things better, but they're not. They don't understand the concept of protecting liberty, which is the primary job. And I don't care what level you're at, but at the same time, what are you going to do? Anyway, Montana has been stonewalled. Thou shalt stop banning TikTok for the moment. I think the Supreme Court will ultimately uphold that, so it doesn't really matter what happens. One way or the other, whether they hear it or they don't. Right. But the Supreme Court is going to say, <laughs> First Amendment? And people will go, oh, wait. Hello, Bueller. We can, we can Bueller. do that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I've been vegan for three years, but I eat eggs for breakfast every morning to get my protein. The key is that you buy organic because organic means that the chickens were fed a vegan diet. So since the chickens are fed a vegan diet, that means that the eggs are vegan. And I also eat organic chicken because chicken in itself, like chickens are not animals, they're birds. They're classified as poultry. So anything that comes from chickens is going to be vegan. I just like to take the extra step and make sure it's organic so I know that those chickens were fed a vegan diet. So it's like, it's really extra vegan. Also, a way to be sure that your eggs actually are chicken eggs and they are organic is to make sure that they are brown. If you're buying the white eggs at the grocery store, those eggs are actually from a different type of dinosaur and uh, they're not vegan. Those, those come from dinosaurs that are carnivores, so they're going to be full of meat, like meat byproduct. So you want to avoid those at all costs. 
Welcome back. That guy over there is Friar Rob. And that guy over there is Rabbi Dave. We're not to be confused with the... No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you on a not-so-beautiful Sunday morning. I have this picture behind me of Mount Rainier and all its glory, but it's Washington. It's December. Ten straight days of rain and wind and... Geez, I might as well live in Florida. It's basically a cold hurricane. That's a cold hurricane. That's funny. Speaking of California, where the weather is pretty nice, uh, California has passed a new law. We're talking about this information stuff. Yep. California has a new law that says that media, what do they call this? Media something. Media literacy. Literacy has to now be taught. Now, I'm unclear at what level this is. It appears to be high school to me, but, but it could 12. be early. Yeah, 8 through 12, you said? K through 12. K, K through 12. Kinder. Yeah, wow. it's, it's all. Okay, I'm not sure how they're going to do that, but the, the media literacy, which has to be taught in science, math, social studies, and history courses, is now required yes. in the state of California. Particularly focusing on, near as I can tell, having read much of this, the focus is on dis- or misinformation and teaching the little children how to tell the difference between dis- or misinformation. Keep in mind, these are the same politicians who pass laws in violation of the First Amendment. Yeah, that got that would smacked. Be disinformation, in my view, because I mean, there you go. So I have lots of questions. The first first thing I'd like to point out is you'd be happy to know that this week the Washington State Education Secretary of Education held a hearing at which this same law is now being discussed here in Washington State. Because as we know, as goes California. So goes the rest of the country, so to speak. So we are going to have this law here, too, because we don't have enough Republicans to to pluck a vegan chicken, let alone. No, no. But then and you also look at the fact that public school system, which I like to call indoctrination camps, basically is just that. It, it is it is one organization used to indoctrinate children to try and, and structure and control society, future society. Okay, so let me, let me, let me, let's have that discussion right there. Sure. Is it prima facie a bad thing to teach children to be able to tell the difference between dis or misinformation and real information? Well, well, first, I have to say, did you just use Latin before nine o'clock in the morning? Oh my gosh. It's been a long week and I haven't finished my first cup of coffee and dealing with kids. I I guess with Latin. Right. (laughs) <laughs> on the face okay. of it, let me try this again. Are you ready? Three, again. two, yeah, one. Ready. On the face of it, is it a bad thing to teach children to be able to, dis- to differentiate between dis and or misinformation and truth? On the face of it, it is not. However, prima facie. Yes. Yeah. On the face of it. On the prime face. It's not. Yeah. You agree. It, it, I agree that. Giving them the mechanics of how you would discern that critical thinking skills, right? Questioning, 
okay. what you read. I, I, I agree with doing that in particular, but it's... Is it the school's job to do that? I don't think it's the school's job to do that. I, I think you just need to make sure that you can teach them the core fundamentals of... Uh, of well, isn't that part of that, though? From us, it's they're they're targeting the social aspect of it. I, I know they add they lump in math and science and stuff. Well, how do you, you know, how do you determine what is dis or misinformation in mathematics? You run the fricking formula, right? No, no, you don't know. It's math is inherently racist. Don't you know this? That's why I said it's when you add that social component to it, right? So if you say one plus one equals two, well, that might be true for you, but what if it equals 10 for me? Which, by the way, it does. So. Ten, one plus one equals 10 for you? Yes, it does. Okay. And it yeah. does for in, you, in too. In binary. Right. Right. So <laughs> I love doing that to people. Wait, what? Anyway, the point of all this being that how can you take an organization, a, a, a social organization such as a school system, and say that they can teach what is correct information, what, how to tell what's right? I love the term dis or misinformation. I don't even know what the difference is. What's the difference between dis and misinformation? So misinformation is where you may not know that you have the wrong information that something so it's something is not that true. I believe something you potentially believe or, or that is that is incorrect disinformation but who in decided my, in, that it was incorrect well so that's I mean there's a whole other facts checking element on that right how do you how do you determine what's what's true well, let's what's take accurate? this into the religious area how do I decide that how do you decide that what I believe about God is because it's not what you believe from God therefore it's misinformation And if I'm in a social studies environment, isn't that a discussion point? Yeah. Um, when you get to belief, I guess that's that's one thing. But when you're dealing with facts, to get back to what disinformation would be, disinformation would be the willful sharing of false information, as, from, as I understand that would be. Okay. But do you have to know that it's false information? I think for disinformation, yes. If you're the ones that, cre if you are the creator of that information, yes. Because once you share it, then the people could un unknowingly, they believe it's true, that then it's misinformation. That's where it's it's kind of a catch twenty two, right? Because there's, is there any clear definition between those two? Okay. So last week's show which I continue to maintain was a disaster. I've had multiple people tell me that it really was pretty good, but I, I maintain that last week's show was an absolute disaster. Oh, yeah, I've, had, and it I've started, had at least one person say that it was good and they liked it. Right. I've had multiple people tell me that. But it started with an introduction, because I do this. I, I generally do the introduction to the show after the show. But last week, I put the introduction before the show. I got to put it together before the show because I wanted to go a certain direction with things, right? And then bleep happened, and we didn't go anywhere near what, what I wanted to do, right? With, with a singular exception that I've been told is off, off topic now. 
off off limits topic. So, by whom? Who do you think would be upset about that? <laughs> they were ch- they. Wait, wait. So th- don't there was mention. Some, don't mention. Don't there mention was some the name. Jealousy. I don't know if I'd call it jealousy or not, but I was informed that we were not to discuss that any further. Anyway, I put, so I put this thing together before, and I would say 90% of the texts, comments, phone calls, discussion points that I have gotten about last week's show had to do with the introduction, during which we listened to a woman explain to us that chickens are vegan. Yes, I remember that. And this has set off an entire round of outside discussions about stupid people, including, Dave, where did you find this? Because cause nobody could believe that I didn't make that up. TikTok? <laughs> As a matter of fact, <laughs> yes. It was found on TikTok. Where this insane woman... That would be misinformation that she was spreading, basically. Is it misinformation or is it disinformation? If, Are so, chickens vegan? Yes or I, no? I, I looked up. I, I would say no because they eat bugs. Um, but I looked up dictionary.com, and the difference between misinformation and disinformation is really the intent of the of the person spreading the false information. Okay, but what if this person was intending to convince us through her honest face and nonsense? Okay, that so the chicken, if her... that the, and see, and her point wasn't that the chickens were vegan or not vegan because of what they. Her point was, her eating the chickens and or the eggs were vegan, unless the eggs were white, in which case the 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 chickens had been eating, the she called them dinosaurs had been eating meat byproducts and therefore were not vegan, and therefore the the white eggs are not vegan, but the brown eggs are. What if she's trying to trick people into eating? Well, then it would be disinformation. Then it would be disinformation. But how do we know what her intention was? So we don't. We don't know. That's my point. And yet the schools are purporting to tell me, here's a stupid TikTok video that you can't tell me what her intent was or not. Is she A, stupid? Well, her intent was to get clicks and attention. Okay, because, uh, you know. Activity she was on is a TikTok in the for... first place. Right. Because <laughs> nobody goes to TikTok to actually educate people. They want to well, get the money associated with do the you clicks. Think that, okay, there is that. But there are those people out there that, uh, you know, they think they're on this. The, they think they're on these social media platforms to spread their word. No, the, yeah, there, there will be those. Russell Brand. Um, the point being that. We don't know if this woman is a incredibly stupid or b incredibly devious and trying to mess with vegans. We don't know. We don't. And know. there's no way to tell. But the general, I think the general consensus is that she's pretty stupid. Look, I'm I'm willing to go that direction because I don't see any evidence of any other intelligence that that would make me. But you know, it's the old spy game. If I don't want people to think I'm a spy, I have to behave in a way that won't make people think that I'm a spy. If Unless I'm a you're devious, Johnny English, right? Right. Well, that's different. But, you know, if, 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 I'm, 
if I'm trying to get vegans, if I'm trying to trick vegans into eating chicken, what better way to do that than to play incredibly stupid and say that eggs are vegan and chicken is vegan. That's why I eat chicken, because it's vegan. Unless their eggs are white, in which case then they've been eating meat by Well, well so, I mean, if it, if it was disinformation and they were trying to get vegans to actually eat meat, mm-hmm. then, then the, the assumption then being is that the vegans in general would be pretty stupid to, to do that. Well, I have no doubt of that. I wasn't going to make the, the judgment well, I call, but I'll say it right here. If you're a vegan, you're stupid, but that's a discussion for another day. The bigger overarching conversation in all of this is, do I trust the Washington, the, the North Kitsap 401 school district to be able to teach my child how to tell the difference between the two? No. Do I think because... they could do it? Well, I think they will try to do it, but the question is, how do you, when you make that value judgment as to what they're, what's the person's intent, you're not going to be able to determine that Bingo. reading a post. You can't, you can't tell what that person's intention is Mm-mm. without much deeper study. So how do I know what the intention of the school is when they start telling my son that certain beliefs are are myths or disinformation because we've seen that we have seen school districts that teach people that one plus one equals two is racist and we've seen them teach that the ideas of the constitution are fundamental structurally racist in in looking at the article that you've pulled this from you know i'm I'm looking at the very last paragraph and, and basically the the state the the who is it it's the person who actually Bergman, the Democrat representing San Mateo County, where this was, states, as we've seen too often in this last decade, what happens online can have most terrifying of real-world impacts. From climate denial to vaccine conspiracy theories to January 6th attack on our nation's capital, the spread of online misinformation has had global and deadly consequences. So now they're targeting misinformation on that, which is that's a free speech issue right, right there. Right, which is climate denial, January 6th, yeah. and vaccine conspiracies. Yeah. So, so on the face of that, if you're, they're trying to end run around First Amendment because they can't ban it. <laughs> so now we're going to teach people to ignore it, right? Which makes me ask the question, can I go online and say that chickens are vegan? You can. You you are free to do that, Dave. You have the liberty to get out. Do I have that right to say that chickens are vegan? You are. You do. And if I do, am I misinforming people? Am I disinforming people? Or do I have a First Amendment right to wave my flag and say, chickens are vegan? You have your First Amendment right to sit up there and do that. That's because that is called free speech. And along with the First Amendment, there is actually, you know, there should be actually a little addendum. Because along with the free speech to make silly statements like that is the tag along that we can make fun of you for making statements like that. I like the statement. You either support and defend free speech or you don't. 
Welcome back. I'm still Dave. I'm still Rod, or Rob, as I, I'm known in the papers. Right. <laughs> See, is that misinformation or disinformation? Or is it question. a typo? Yeah, it's a typo. That's why I introduced myself as Roderick, so that way they, people, they know that you're not going to get Ron or Rob from I mean, Roderick. 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 Is there a Waterwick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, sorry. I went there. So, I like to read Smithsonian Magazine, which I realize is a little highbrow for most people, but I like the Do Smithsonian. You. you ever been to the Smithsonian? I have not Fascinating. been to the Smithsonian. Fascinating. Do you have a coffee table book of their stuff? I do not. Um, just saying Hanukkah starts in four days, if anybody's paying attention. But but, but no, I don't. But the uh, the Smithsonian consists of various museums, including the National Museum of Art, the National uh, Historical Museum, those sorts of things. But I also do a lot of stuff. Don't buy me a Anyway. This past April, this article from Smithsonian this week, which caught my eye, because if you've been around this show for or me for any length of time, you know that there is one animal above all other animals that I am fascinated by. That animal is the shark. The shark. I find sharks to be absolutely fascinating. Especially the aspect of those giant mouths with teeth that could shred a human to shreds in about a second and a half. That's just fascinating. So, so Sharknado was one of your you oh, know, favorite God, love that movie. series. Love that movie. I love Jaws. I even watch Jaws 3D on occasion. Just because. <laughs> considered to be the, widely considered to be the worst Jaws film of all time. And it is bad, but. It is bad. But it is entertaining. The um, point of all this is that sharks fascinate me. And I've had this shark fascination for a long time. And so when sharks are harassed, I get upset. For those of you who don't know, I live up here in the Pacific Northwest where orcas are the big thing, killer whales. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that killer whales are, what's the word for it? Oh, yeah, assholes. Yeah. Killer whales are just the jerks of the sea. The bullies. They're pretty badass, but they're just jerks. And they are known to kill sharks just to kill them. I'm well, not making this up. There are a lot of sharks out there. Well, not as many as there used to be, thanks to shark finning. By the way, if you're a shark fin soup eater, fuck you. Don't do that. <laughs> anyway. So these uh, these sharks, the, these orcas will kill sharks just to just to be jerks, and and this is yeah, I'm not making this up. This is all dogma. You can go online and see all this stuff. But now it turns out that sharks have a new enemy, or actually, a very old enemy that scientists have decided now. And I'm not sure if this is misinformation. Prior to now, they considered this to be disinformation. Okay. And now they've changed their mind and said, well, it looks like it might be true. And that evil that is attacking the most glorious animal in the world, which, by the way, is vegan, are swordfish. Which, by the way, are the only armed fish in the sea. 
They have swords. Wait, hammerhead sharks don't have hammers? That's not a weapon. That's a tool. Oh, okay. Right? Well, in the right hands, it could be a weapon. All right, Paul. Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> As it turns out, this past April, a trio of citizen scientists made a strange discovery on a beach in Libya. They spied a 14-and-a-half-foot body of a dead thresher shark. Threshers are pretty cool. It was sloshing in the tide, and upon closer inspection, they saw something strange. What turned out to be a swordfish bill stuck sticking out of a deep penetrating wound between the creature's head and dorsal fin. For those of you not up on your shark anatomy, straight through the heart. Wow. A study detailing this instance of apparently apparent undersea swashbuckling published this month in the Ichthological Research Magazine. You can get your copy at your local bookstore, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Is Along the latest with the coffee is, table book. Right. Is the latest confirmed report of swordfish stabbing sharks to death. The latest report. <laughs> the idea that swordfish might use their bills to impale their enemies or their prey used to be the conventional wisdom amongst fishermen, whalers, and even academics. But modern scientists were, quote, skeptical, unquote, until now. Dun, dun, dun. The common explanation for swordfish bill ending up buried in some other denizen of the sea was essentially that they were trying to swipe or stab smaller prey and missed. Which is nonsense. Think about swipe this. Swipe smaller prey Swipe and at missed. it, I can understand, but trying to stab another fish? Okay, you stab the other fish with your swordfish bill, where's the fish? Yeah, it'd still be there. It's on your bill. It's on, it's on your sword. Yeah. How do you eat it? You don't got hands to pull it no. off of there. You shake wildly until it rips apart. I guess. Anyway, they were trying to stab or smaller prey missed, instead ramming into whales, sea turtles, boats, or even submarines. Because, you know, that happens. The paper's authors are quick to note that they can't What does that sound like when it happens, though? Thud. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like roadkill, but it's underwater. Pretty much, yeah. See, here's the thing. You got to be going really fast to hit a fish mm-hmm. or a whale, and it's got to be a really dumb whale because mm-hmm. most of the time they can hear you coming. And you know, try 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 punching a fish the next time you're at a lake or a stream. This See what happens. Doesn't doesn't work very well. Yeah, doesn't work. Anyway, the time according to the Times, there have been at least six other documented cases of swordfish mortally wounding sharks in the Mediterranean Ocean. What makes this idea of deep sea stabbings complete? Complete of being complete accidents, accidents is a bit harder to, to to understand. Let me try that again. Yeah, go ahead. What's making this difficult to understand is the precision with which the swordfish are killing the sharks. The female shark in Libya was straight, stabbed straight through the heart. A blue shark found in 2016 had been stabbed in the brain. Okay, yeah, those are you know areas that you would target if you were shooting at them. Right. This. This case has piqued the scientist's interest because an adult swordfish inflicted the wound. 
We knew of juvenile swordfish who attacked blue sharks in order to defend themselves. However, in this case, a rather harmless thresher shark was attacked by an adult swordfish. According to Forbes magazine, threshers, by the way, are not known to prey on adult swordfish. Because, as we all know, sharks are actually peaceful vegan creatures who are just trying, Wait. To, just trying Wait. to help people. Sharks are vegan? Yes. You didn't know that? I'm calling the disinformation thing on this one. It is impossible to infer exactly what occurred in the inky fathoms, but scientists think that this shows how, quote, aggressive swordfish, unquote, which would be a great band name. Aggressive the, sword, the aggressive swordfish. swordfish uh, can be in that because the two fish were adults of similar size, we can exclude defensive behavior as a trigger for this attack. It either happened in the heat of the moment, which would make it second-degree murder, when both species were hunting the same prey, or it may have been a direct attack to get rid of the competitor, in which that case it would be first-degree. Which leaves me with the question about, do the, do, do the swordfish grow the sword back? I don't know. That's I don't a good either. question. <sighs> Maybe a fisherman for 13 years has been catching shark, and every year he finds this. We need everyone to be looking into this because, as it turns out, swordfish are murderous oceanic thugs, which need to be eradicated. But then again, that's just my opinion. I'll do a TikTok video about it later. How's that? It can, it can repair minor damage. Well, I would think stabbing the thresher shark through the heart and leaving it in there would not be minor damage. Breaking one isn't fatal, but they do uh, right. They do help them swim faster and feed. So if it broke off of one, if it broke off on an adult one, it would have a hard time getting around. Good. Because it deserves that for killing the, the defenseless thresher shark. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. And this is What the Frog. It is. Which has caused people around the country to occasionally send us stories headlined by the phrase WTF question mark, question mark, question mark. Which I'm okay with getting. That, that, yeah, that I'm fine me. with that. You can email those to us at WTF at whatthefrock.org. I will not read them. However, I will forward them on to Rod. We got one this week, which set off a concurrent... Which is good, because I didn't have one. Right. I've been we so set busy. off a co concurrent argument with our buddy Bill Yeah. about the validity of Fox News. Folks News? Yes. I was not, I was not buying the story until I was able to find it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And this all came about because of a discussion about Chinese food, which I'm told, I think this is an East Coast thing, I'm told that you cannot pick up your Chinese food order to go order unless you have a phone number associated with that order. So I think ours around here require phone numbers, yeah, in Oakdale. Hmm. 
Up here, it's just the name. But then again, I don't go out for Chinese food. I just make my own, so. Well, there you go. It's vegan. It's good. A 35-year-old man in Vietnam was experiencing severe headaches for five months. Yikes. Now, this caused me great concern because my wife, whom I love dearly, not that other person, is uh, <laughs> been experiencing severe headaches for quite some times as well. So I suggested to her that perhaps we should get some x-rays done because look what happened in Vietnam. On November 25th, so that was last week, mm-hmm. the man sought medical help at the Cuba Friendship Hospital in Dong Hoi. Cuba Friendship Hospital? Yes. Because when you think medical care, Cuba is what just jumps right to mind, right? Cuba is your friend. That's right. He complained of severe headaches along with fluid discharge and loss. I don't know what that loss of what. Smell, I guess, maybe. CT scans revealed tension pneumocephalus, a very rare and potentially life-threatening condition caused causing increased intracranial pressure. Now what, I hear you cry, could cause such a thing as that? What could cause such a thing as that? Doctors, led by Nguyen Van Man, found that the source of the issue, the source of the intracranial pressure, which was causing this tension pneumocephalus, which was causing severe headaches and discharge and loss, was a pair of chopsticks which had penetrated his nose and entered his brain. Oh, my gosh. I didn't see how that happened. I mean, I didn't read the article. Well, okay, let's go down that. Let's go down that little I'm thinking. How do you get chopsticks, a pair of chopsticks, up your nose, into your brain? I'm thinking. Scenarios? A frat party? I'm thinking some drunken night, you trip and fall, you're carrying a you're you're carrying your meal with the chopsticks in in the food which you're not supposed to do well you got one element of it right alcohol was certainly involved okay there you go the unnamed patient recalled being involved in a f- unnamed didn't we give his name earlier we did or was the doctor's name oh no it was the doctor's name you're right uh he remembered being involved in a fight 5 months earlier when the headache started when he was drinking Although his memory is hazy, he vaguely remembers being stabbed in the face, possibly with the chopsticks. But when he visited the hospital after the altercation, medical professionals found, because it wasn't the Cuba Cuba Friendship Hospital. Oh, there you go. Found no chopsticks or irregularities. Regardless, they obviously the patient, didn't look up, there, up his nose. Regardless, the patient suspected that the utensils were lodged in his nose. For five months? And remained undiscovered. Yes, for five months. Well, I mean, he he suspected they were there, but didn't do anything for five months? Well, he's not a doctor. What's he supposed to do? Besides which, if you run around saying, hey, people, I've got chopsticks. What are the schools teaching over there? That's misinformation. You don't have a right to say that. They need that bill. (laughs) 
Fortuitously, doctors managed to successfully remove the chopstick through endoscopic surgery and sealed fistula in his brain. He's reportedly in stable condition, awaiting discharge from the hospital. And no longer speaking Vietnamese, he now speaks fluent English. Well, he probably does that anyway. That Just was say. disinformation, by the way. <laughs> or was it misinformation? It Maybe dis- I actually believe that. Well, I intended, I intended to deceive you, Dave. Well, I see, I have no way of knowing what your intention is. I do know this. I intend to be back next week for yet another episode of What the Frock, where we will continue, I'm sure, these discussions. And you are welcome to participate yeah. by emailing us at WTF at WhatTheFrock.org. Although, some people seem to be getting the message. Emails are useless to us. I mean, they're not useless. We they're like not, reading. No, I, I do like read them, them. But but they don't help the show. What we need are social Unless you're media sending comments. links. If you send what WTF possible stories, I'm okay right, with that. That's a different story. But but then make sure you comment on the Facebook page with social yeah. media stuff. Hey, I sent you a link. Because, you know, we need those. Those will be helpful to us. They will, they will increase our reach, which... Mm-hmm. Uh, might help with my efforts to sell something to somebody that I can't mention. And on that note, I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. And this has been... What the frock? <laughs> <laughs>